So you've gotten through two years of an international COVID pandemic and just when you thought things were going grand, along comes a pox. A literal pox. But is it actually anything to be worried about? Well, let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Sean Defoe here. Just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's been so supportive of Let Me Explain in its first month and the kind words and reviews. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button though because that's really what helps us push up the rankings and of course spread the good word. Let the podcast spread like, well, maybe I'll leave that there because this week we're talking monkeypox. It's a disease which looks like chickenpox. It isn't. It's something different. This is Dr. Graham Fry, director of the Tropical Medical Bureau. But it looks like chickenpox, so it presents with a pox-type skin reaction. Um, but it's mainly, as I said before, Western Central Africa, and it's been there for yonks. But it has begun to spread, and when it has spread in the past, it's been individuals who've been travelling in that part of the world who've come back into Europe, let's say, and have brought the disease with them. But it's been kept under control. And I feel like we're all absolutely jumping out of our skins whenever we hear about any new virus or new outbreaks or variants and... Kind of understandable, why wouldn't we? It's that collective PTSD from being quite literally locked in our homes for the bones of 24 months. And it's definitely changed, I think, even the news coverage of different viruses. Everything is like, oh my God, is this the next COVID? Any email or press release that comes in about something, even as a journalist, you have this sort of... oh. God, I need a drink sort of a reaction. So is this going to be the same? Should we be thinking of monkeypox in the same conversation as COVID? Well, no, probably not. And here's why. There's a danger of viewing every further infectious disease outbreak through the lens of COVID-19. This is Dr. Amesh Ajala, a U.S. infectious diseases expert who says that monkeypox is unlikely to spread rapidly through the population. And you have to draw distinctions between a virus like SARS-CoV-2 and a virus like monkeypox, which spread in a totally different way from totally different viral families. Uh, Monkeypox is a virus for which we have medical countermeasures, for which we've dealt with outbreaks in the past. It's not a novel pathogen and it doesn't spread efficiently like SARS-CoV-2. So there is a danger of trying to take everything that we knew about COVID-19 and then apply it to monkeypox. You can't do that. These are very disparate disparate infections. And while there may be some synergies in the public health actions that need to be taken, like contact tracing, they're very different responses, very different viruses, and very different threat levels. I do not think monkeypox has any ability to cause a pandemic because it is an inefficient transmitter, because it is not contagious during the incubation period, because we have the smallpox vaccine that is a tried and true countermeasure to stop these outbreaks. So some reassurance there, but it is still spreading. So what is monkeypox and where did it come from? First found in monkeys in 1958. That's when it begins. This is Professor Luke O'Neill. They discover this new pox virus in a monkey. It's mainly in rodents. That, that's the main source. Ah. They're the reservoir in Africa. It's endemic in many African countries and, and a very rare enough disease even in those countries. You get a few hundred cases per year, you know, in the Congo and places like that. And, and what happens is the rodent might bite someone or you can have human to human transmission because it is a, through close contact only. But like the blisters you get, like the pock marks, infectious you see and if you rub a blister into a wound then it might spread that way you know or fluid saliva it's in saliva as well that's how it spreads mate monkeypox is most commonly found in central and west africa and it's carried in some of the animals who live there most notably monkeys and rats and symptoms can be flu-like and also chickenpox like so typically they would include fever intense headache muscle aches back pain lower energy swollen lymph nodes and a bumpy skin rash or lesions and lesions that's just a horrible word to 
say it, you can see it as you say it. Lesions can be flat or slightly raised and filled with this clear or yellowish fluid that then crust up, dry up and fall off. Which sounds unpleasant. And the pictures you can find online are equally unpleasant. The virus is related to smallpox but is generally milder and people usually recover on their own within sort of two to four weeks. A death rate of around 1% has been associated with this particular strain. There's two main strains and the one that appears to be going to other countries around the world is the milder one. But again, that's data mostly in African countries. It's a virus that's been around for a very long time. So why is it suddenly in the news now? This is Dr. Michael Head, a Global Research Fellow at the University of Southampton. We do occasionally see imported infections here in the UK, but I think the key with this outbreak here is the extent of human-to-human transmission. Usually it's an infection you pick up directly from an animal reservoir, which we think is probably rats. Uh, but here there's a lot of community transmission, so that's concerning. It is a particularly nasty virus. Uh, But I think I would stress at this point, it's not COVID. So while cases have been seen outside Africa, it's the relatively high number and the fact that it seems to be community transmission, one of those COVID phrases we all learned over the last two years now coming back, which is raising some alarm. It spreads between people usually through close contact. So like touching those infectious scabs and lesions that we mentioned before or sharing clothing bedding towels and and other things it can pass on through saliva as well and the u.s center for disease prevention and control says there is a theoretical risk of airborne transmission the who though doesn't include that in its fact sheet and the evidence seems to be that it can pass on through large droplets not the small ones that covid passes on in so you're less likely to catch this outside very close contacts with people so what's behind the current spread here's professor luke o'neill again um, it's nothing to be too fearful of all these headlines of course they were hypersensitive to new viruses aren't we um, at the moment the scientific mystery is they can't trace where several people have caught it from uh, the first case was May 7th in the UK that was someone who came back from Nigeria and must have picked it up there off a rodent potentially yeah. the other people though they can't really figure out how those people caught it and that's a scientific mystery we'd like to know but it's more than likely human to human now so some human picked it up and then spreads it to another human but it is quite hard to catch you need very very close physical contact to pick it up especially with the lesions lesions again lovely but an advisor to the who has put forward a theory about where this wave has come from dr david Heyman says it may actually be down to a random event which then got amplified by risky sex at two raves in spain and belgium in particular authorities in multiple countries are linking many of the cases to men who are gay bisexual or men who have sex with men some of whom have no history of travel to africa and just a tangent for a second because if you're wondering about that phrase men who have sex with men because i know i was wondering why they use it, it it's a phrase largely used in public health speak to cover men who have sex with men but might not identify as gay or bisexual like some male prostitutes for example so that's why i'm using it here too it's in all of their literature dr michael hand explains why he thinks that this outbreak has been linked to sexuality. So that's presumably where the index case was, the first case. COVID, uh, sorry, monkeypox requires very close contact to transmit. Uh, this can be via uh, respiratory aerosols, often also via things like skin-to-skin contact, blisters and rashes you get as a skin presentation. You can transmit via touching those. So I think the sexual networks that we're seeing here, uh, the transmission has taken place within those sexual networks. So it's important we don't stigmatise these communities, but of course we do need to raise public health awareness 
and make sure that anybody who's potentially been exposed does keep an eye out for signs that it might be becoming a case. The World Health Organization also points out that the risk of catching monkeypox isn't limited to people who are sexually active or indeed to gay, bisexual or other men who have sex with men. It goes on to say that it isn't known whether monkeypox can actually be sexually transmitted, but obviously the close contact that you have during sex itself lends itself to transmission anyway. I asked the HSE about their advice and in a statement they said that there may be a higher risk among gay, bi and men who have sex with men based on the situation and data from the UK and the people in those categories should just keep an eye out for rashes or lesions on their body or on their partner's body especially if they've travelled abroad recently The good news is that for most people this resolves itself but severe illness can happen in those with weak immune systems or young babies Dr Graham Fry says unlike when COVID became an issue there are treatments available yeah, we have a treatment. Actually, interestingly, people have had the smallpox vaccine. Enough people over 50, 55 years of age have had the smallpox vaccine in the past. This is from the same um, family as smallpox and cowpox. So those of us who've had the smallpox vaccine are probably moderately well protected against this uh, disease as well, which is helpful. And one thing that has happened now is we have a modified smallpox vaccine, which has, come, which has become available. Now, it's not easily available, so please, pe- people shouldn't be rushing to get the vaccine or anything along those sort of lines. But that is becoming something which might be of value if this disease did become worse and more significant. I, to be honest, very much doubt that. I really don't think that's going to happen at all. I think it's going to be controlled. So what kind of preparation is happening here? Well, a special management team has been set up within the HSE to examine monkeypox. And what they're asking is pretty similar to the COVID routine that we're actually all used to. People who think they might have monkeypox should isolate immediately and inform close contacts. And they'll be tested by PCR and then monitored by public health for 21 days. Close contacts will be risk assessed and are asked to monitor their temperature and their conditions also for three weeks to see if they develop any symptoms. The HSE was also keen to stress that severe illness and death outside of Africa are extremely unlikely. So thankfully, not quite a pox on all your houses, but one the governments will be watching out for. So that's the story with the monkeypox. If you've been enjoying the series, or even if you're a first-time listener, then welcome, first of all. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button because it is a, a big help to us. I'm Sean Defoe and the podcast is researched, written and presented by myself with John Kyo as editor and Lachlan Hart on sound production. Chat to you next week.